everyone, and welcome to this uh, live broadcast. I thought I'd share with you uh, uh, the best trading and investing books, but also give you an insight into what it is hedge funds do at the same time. And these have been books this year which I've uh, read or listened to, and they've been absolutely mind-blowing. So I'm going to I'm going to share those with you. And as I do, let me just move the screen across here. Um, now, I've been listening to a lot more audiobooks because, as you'll know, thanks to COVID, uh, we all need to get a lot fitter. So uh, whilst I've been cycling, running, whatever it is, I've been listening to the audiobooks, and I assure you, it makes time go faster. My book number one for everybody who's interested in trading and investing and understanding how the markets work, and I'll zoom in, is this one. Absolutely phenomenal page turner. The man who solved the markets, Jim Simons, if you don't know, is one of the uh, most successful hedge fund managers of all time. Uh, and the reason it says the man who solved the markets, other than the ridiculous sums of money that he makes, is he used uh, algorithms, use quantitative analysis. Now, we, in some microscopic way, are in the same business. And for those who don't understand what it is when people and hedge funds talk about algorithms and uh, and so on, here's an example of what I mean by algorithms, okay? It's one that we've developed to show private investors what it is uh, uh, traders and hedge funds do. All that the algorithm is trying to do, and obviously somebody like Jim Simon's ones are going to be incredibly uh, uh, sophisticated uh, compared to ours, but still they have the same job okay it is to give an idea an indication of uh when the market is likely to rise whatever it might be whatever the conditions the reasons might be it could be pattern recognition and artificial intelligence is often used for that it could be sophisticated pattern recognition uh, it, it could be based on probabilities of what's happened historically it could be all sorts of other reasons and what all of these algorithms are trying to do and and, and as i say the ones that jim simons highlights uh, in this book, and a very, uh, and a very, like I said, a very easy listen uh, to understand what they do and how he managed to crack the markets and make billions uh, uh, from all his mathematical research. And he's probably one of the best mathematicians there is. He used to be a code cracker as well. So anyway, that's book number one. Highly recommended. So if you're looking for, you know, stocking fillers or something for 2021, that's the first one. The next one from a friend of mine, Simon Singh. And Simon's book, Fairman's Last Theorem, again, trying to crack a code of what looked like a simple puzzle. Just like the markets, they look deceptively simple, trying to uh, uh, crack a code. Again, incredibly good read or listen. The reason this is inspiring is because all of us in our lives, we have these issues, these problems we're trying to solve, we're trying to crack. And when you see the, the, the resilience, the perseverance that the, the mathematicians uh, uh, went through uh, to, to solve this problem, and this is in this case, uh, it was a Cambridge mathematician uh, Andrew Wiles, who eventually solved this puzzle, this problem. Again, you can see how just pure thinking, just stopping and thinking, right, how do I solve this? How do I get there? Uh, uh, and collaboration and how long it took. It is, first of all, inspiring. But secondly, it is similar to the code we're trying to crack with the markets. People like me and hedge funds like us, what we're trying to do is work out when do we think there's a higher probability the market's going to rise? Okay, probability. So guess what? Probability theory comes into it. Odds comes into it. An understanding of, well, if things don't work out, how do we protect ourselves against market falls, which is what that yellow line uh, uh, there is for? How do we know when to add to our profits, which is what that dotted line there is for? These are all problems we're all trying to consistently uh, uh, solve. And so highly recommend this if you're looking for getting into investing or trading, understanding what hedge funds do. Another great 
read and listen to understand what we do as hedge fund managers is this, the buy side. Okay, Tony Duff is, is crazy. Uh, uh, as a as a trader, but he tells the story incredibly well of the excesses. So if you want to see a bit of what life is like for some, not for me, I'm teetotal vegetarian. I didn't lead the life that he did, but he really explains it well and uh, the goods and bads and insider trading that Galleon was involved with and all of these things. So you've got everything from criminality to the day-to-day uh, uh, -day, uh, uh, trading and what it is. Again, the inside life of, well, one particular type of hedge fund. Uh, a lot more sedate, uh, but again, a fantastic uh, read or listen, especially, like I said, at this time with coronavirus, you're trying to keep fit, you're cycling, you're running, undoing project. Now, anything by Michael Lewis is worth listening to or reading, okay? He's just phenomenal as a writer, right? Um, the narrator is fantastic with this, and I'll tell you why this is good. The very first time the Nobel Prize in Economics didn't go to economists was in 2001, and it went to the guy's that this story is about, this book is about Daniel, Daniel Kahneman and Amos Tversky. I used to write about them in my Financial Times columns before they got the Nobel Prize because I just thought their work was amazing. Now they've got all this coverage that they rightfully deserved. Uh, Kahneman got the Nobel Prize and it's all about how we behave and money. And again, it is trying to solve the same problem that we're trying to do as a hedge fund. This is, for instance, sterling US dollar. All we're trying to do, I see the same prices you do and the biggest hedge funds in the world do and the smallest private investors do. And, and, and when we set this up for private investors, it was just to show them that we're trying to solve the same problem. How do we make the mistake of controlling our emotions and not letting the emotions get away from us? How do we avoid greed? How do we avoid panic? How do we hold, make sure we don't hold on to losers because only losers add to losers? How do we make sure we add to our winning positions because only winners add to winners and control that fear? All of these psychological aspects which come into trading, which come into economics is explained brilliantly by this fantastic page-turning book uh, by Michael Lewis called The Undoing project. I will let you find it yourself from any good bookstore or Audible or whatever else. A really good read if you really want to get an understanding of finance uh, and what modern finance is about and how much it is about psychology and not just, not just uh, about raw numbers, okay? Not just about uh, uh, pluses and minuses. Another great one, again, Michael Lewis, so well worth reading. If you want to know how the world of trading has moved on, Flash Boys, it's about the hedge fund industry who are trading hyper fast, very easy to listen to, very good read, very informative, but reads like a story, reads like a novel. Okay, and in Flash Boys, this is the same guy who's written some really uh, uh, big books like The Big Short, which was turned into a Hollywood movie. Okay, Flash Boys is about how uh, hedge funds have started to try and get an edge uh, uh, by trading ultra fast and making sure their computer systems are, first of all, supercomputers right next to the exchanges so they get an edge on price moves. Again, if I were to go back into what we try and do, and we don't have those kind of supercomputers, we couldn't even afford them if we wanted them, uh, uh, just so we get an edge. We get in, you can see that green arrow, we get in a bit earlier before the market move. Okay, how can we get that edge in time? How can we get it in order flow? Uh, uh, and that's essentially what Flash Boys is about. It's not the way we happen to trade because we don't have those supercomputers, but it's the same principle. How do we get an edge? And that's what hedge funds do. And he explains it so well, whether you're in this industry or not, well worth reading, well worth listening to. If you're thinking about what gifts to give people, uh, Michael Lewis's Flash Boys is there. Another great one, now coming back to London, where I'm based, is uh, this Flash Crash. 
It is about a kid from Hounslow, West London, with Asperger's, who from his bedroom made, I think it was something like 60 million pounds, some ridiculous sum, before he got arrested by the FBI and extradited. It is not fiction. This is true. Okay, he created the algorithms from his bedroom. Now, it helped perversely that he had Asperger's because you needed that kind of uh, uh, amazing brain power that so often comes with it uh, uh, and focus in order to do it. But a very good read uh, to understand, again, what modern finance has become, what hedge funds do, and how much it has changed. So flash crash, again, if you're looking for presence, you know, I think presence should be ones which educate, inform, and entertain. And this is what all the books I'm mentioning do. They educate and uh, inform. And and uh, this one is, again, uh, Flash Crash is phenomenal. You wouldn't think the guy is from Hounslow. If you know Hounslow at all, my wife's from Hounslow, it looks a very normal place. But this kid, who was an absolutely nobody, Navinda Singh Sarah, didn't go to the best universities, didn't go to the best banks, but through uh, just persistence and, and trying to solve a problem. Again, trying to solve the same problem all hedge funds, billion dollar hedge funds and regular traders are trying to do is when do I buy that green arrow? When do I sell if it comes at a loss? When do I add to my winners? It's the only problem we're ever trying to solve. It's simple as that. Given that you, me, George Soros all have the same data at the same time and we've only got two decisions to make, when to buy and when to sell, how come 70% of private investors lose money? And that's the problem Sarah was trying to solve. He solved it. Got himself arrested uh, because the way he solved it, well, the FBI said it wasn't fair. If you listen to the book, you'll feel that the FBI weren't fair on him. Well worth listening to, well worth reading. Again, informs and entertains, so you're not just wasting your time. Uh, okay. Another great one, which I've really loved this year. Again, I was inspired by it because it is the story of a man who kept on at it, kept persisting, kept trying to succeed, and did it. And this is, again, not fiction. This is real. Uh, the Greatest Trade Ever is about an absolute legend in my industry, the hedge fund industry. And given that he had to be resilient, given he had to keep on trying, John Paulson was a nobody. They would laugh at him. They would mock him when he talked about ambitions to become a billionaire hedge fund manager. They just kept mocking him. He kept persisting. And now they don't, certainly don't laugh at him anymore. Uh, he made billions. He's given away billions. It talks about the good works he does as well. So let's be absolutely clear. It's not just about making money for money's sake, but it's, again, modern finance. If you want to learn how this industry works, if you want an insight into how to be better at investing. And again, John Paulson's just trying to solve the same problem we do in our fund. And like I said, when we set these things up for private investors, it's just to explain to them, when do we buy? When do we sell? When do we add to winners? Make sure we never add to losers. It was those few things that we did to make sure that we're replicating what the biggest funds do. And these books just give us that extra inspiration to say, hey, guys, keep persisting, keep persisting, and keep trying to solve that problem. It is a very simple problem. Some of the big boys have done it. We will continue doing it. Uh, again, another great read, slightly different to the others because it's not trading related, or it is in a way. It's bad blood about a Silicon Valley startup. And, and again, very good read, very informative of just how a lot of these technology companies are basically bullshitting their way to getting a lot of money invested into them. And they're promising easy miracles like, hey, that, that amount of blood will allow you to uh, uh, work out every disease you might possibly have and give you the results in 30 seconds. Yeah, great solution to a problem which exists. It's just that the solution's impossible uh, to do any more than time travel is, but a really good book. And uh, the founding lady behind that company, Elizabeth Holmes, sadly is currently incarcerated in a prison somewhere. But the story of how she managed to raise 
millions, hundreds of millions uh, from Silicon Valley is fascinating. And again, really good book. It's entertaining, informative. You'll learn a lot. Now, the quants, again, you'll notice the bias here I've had with these books, which is the mathematics behind things. If you don't like maths or your son, daughter, like maths, honestly, these books will get them encouraged uh, into loving maths because it solves a real world problem. In this case, Again, the same old problem. How do we make money? And, and for those who don't know what quants do and don't know what algo algorithm-based hedge funds do, this is it. Let me just show you what we're doing. This is sterling US dollar. Right now, what we're looking at live, and we're just trying to solve through quantitative analysis, mathematics, algorithms, what has the market done beforehand? Could call it pattern recognition, artificial intelligence. What is it doing beforehand, which suggests that it's a, a, about to move up. There's no certainties. We might only be right 50% of the time. And you might think, well, that's pretty useless then, isn't it, Alpesh? Uh, well, the 50% we're right, as you can see here, you make more money than the 50% you're wrong because you don't add to your losing trades, you only add to your winners. That's the that's the number of the problem, okay, of what we're trying to solve. And the quants goes into details of how mathematicians on Wall Street do that. What is it that they're doing? try and solve that and more importantly the, the the things that they don't do which allows them to make money 70 percent of private investors lose money because they do what instinctively they think is right obviously it isn't right which is why so many of them uh lose money so just to run through some of those uh, uh again bad blood about silicon valley and how to raise billions and how she did it she was very good at it uh, sadly she did it fraudulently because her product didn't work the greatest trade ever john paulson one of the greatest hedge fund managers uh, uh, in the world, how we went from a nobody, kept persisting year after year. And good news for the oldies, I think it was about 50 years old before he really made it big. Okay, so there you go. Uh, flash crash, this kid from a bedroom in Hounslow uh, used algorithms and mathematics to solve the markets and made him uh, millions in the process. Uh, sadly, because of Asperger's, uh, it, he crossed the line, said the FBI. They extradited him uh, and took him to the US and shoved him in a prison over there for all his troubles. Yeah. Uh, uh, Flash boys, how hedge funds are using faster uh, and faster technology to get an edge in the markets. Again, really worth reading anything by Michael Lewis. Uh, and like I said, my principle with all of this is that the benefits of all of this is this. First of all, it will teach you persist persistence, resilience. You will eventually get there, success in life. They are not fiction, so they're going to be not just entertaining, but they're going to be informative, educational, and that's what I want from my books. And God knows, thanks to COVID, we need to keep fit so you can listen to these whilst you are on a bike or running. Michael Lewis's book, The Undoing Project, absolutely captivating. Couldn't put this down. I couldn't stop listening to it. Couldn't take the earplugs out about Kahneman and Tversky, the first ever non-economist to win the Nobel Prize in economics. Back in 2001, I was a visiting fellow at Oxford University lecturing on behavior Overall finance when they won the Nobel Prize. And the reason it was double exciting for me is I was lecturing on their work before they got the Nobel Prize, knowing it was just so important and so exciting of, of the aspect of psychology. And again, the problem they're trying to solve, and it's used by hedge funds around the world, is how do we make sure that when using algorithms, we don't get carried away with uh, 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 with uh, adding to our losing positions because we we, we are too afraid of taking losses, uh, that we don't take our profits too early because we're too fearful that we might lose them. Uh, and they try and solve those issues and uh, uh, explain human behavior back to us in a very captivating, uh, uh, easy to listen to uh, way. The buy side, a bit more exciting. Again, if you've got teenagers in particular, I think they'll appreciate this. A uh, bit more exciting about the world of trading, far more exciting than a life than I've ever led. Uh, 
um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll side of it. It's a true story. Uh, it is not, like I said, what in my experience the Edgeron industry is like, but well re well worth uh, reading. Fermat's Last Theorem, if you've got kids who don't like maths, even if they do, I first read this from Simon Singh in one sitting. So again, that story of persistence, that story of failure, but continuing onwards when everybody else has given up and eventually winning the prize and solving any problem because everything is, as somebody else once said, everything is figure outable. Uh, and it's the same in business. And it was the same for us, you know, as a hedge fund, we had to work out how do we solve this problem? And there's the problem, that's sterling US dollar. How do we solve this problem? That's sitting in front of us this morning. This is live. How do we solve this problem? How do we know when to get in and when to sell? We've only got two decisions to make. And if we get that decision right, we become billionaires. So it's a problem worth solving. How do we solve it? And again, it was that persistence, finding our own solutions, knowing others had found their own maps. Well, we had to find our own route map to the treasures as well. Uh, and, and that was the point. Whoops, there we go. Uh, so that's Fermat's last theorem uh, over there. Okay. Uh, if you want to follow more of the stuff that I say, just go to my website, alpishpatel.com, and there's a free instant message. I'll drop you market insights. I think today I've got something from P. Morgan, which I've just posted in there on which which stocks they think will do well in the next 12 months. So uh, if you go to uh, alpishpatel.com, uh, you'll see all of that stuff there. Hope you've enjoyed that broadcast, the books that I've enjoyed this year, things that I've loved. Ah, here we go. Nice recommendation, just in time, last minute. Exactly, very much. So hey, Tony, uh, thank you very much uh, as well. Uh, he did not even spend the money. Yes, uh, Alpesh got in late. No, don't worry. That's why I, I know people get in late, but I, I review things. Can you send a link uh, of the book list? I have, uh, uh, yes, it'll all. Tony, all of this recording uh, will be on this. Uh, will be on the uh, uh, on LinkedIn and YouTube and everywhere else. I haven't written these books down, but I have to tell you, these books uh, have been absolutely. I mean, take a phone and and cap uh, you know, and take a picture. They've been the best books of the year that I've read, and I think it's always useful. You're reading, but I hate reading fiction. I know it sounds sad and uh, all the rest of it. It's just that I always want to be when I'm reading and I'm relaxing. I want to be moving ahead. I want to be learning. I want to be inspired. And sometimes these um, uh, uh, Anthony Robbins books won't do it. And you want to read about real people and what they've actually done in your field. So in my field, like I said. Uh, uh, and anything written by Michael Lewis, like I said, uh, means it's it's these guys. And like I said, Flash Boys, Flash Crash, Greatest Trade Ever. What a title. But, you know, book that lives up to its billing. John Paulson was a nobody. He was somebody people would laugh at at parties and say, yeah, you want to be one of us, do you? You ain't got the money. You ain't got the success. You ain't going to do it. And he just kept on going. And now, of course, he's one of the most legendary Hedron uh, managers in the world. Um, oh, I did I mention this one last? I don't think I mentioned this. So again, completely different. But if you know Curtis Chags or know all 50 Cent or Fiddy, okay, this was a real uh, surprise. I was, there I am cycling each morning through Richmond Park and I'm listening to 50 Cent. Uh, and he's an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. The guy's made billions as a businessman, a far better businessman than I am, or probably I'll ever will be. But listening to him uh, uh, about, you know, this is a guy who gets people regularly shooting at him or used to. Uh, and again, overcoming those difficulties, those hurdles and that attitude that he had. Again, something you can listen to, you can learn from. And doesn't matter if you're a fund manager, doesn't matter if you're all fit and proper and, a, you know, 
uh, all the rest of it. The, the guy has got lessons well worth listening to and reached out to and works with some of the biggest names uh, in the world and has turned failure into, a, I mean, absolute total and utter failure into success. Uh, there was a guy who was abused as a kid. Uh, and, you know, how the hell did he manage it? I couldn't have done it in his position. I don't know anybody who could. You know, he was in prison. He was shot. What was it? Uh, 10 times, uh, including in the face and survived. Uh, all the rest of it, really great book. But the most important thing about all of these books that I'm mentioning is they're actually really well narrated. They're really well told. And that's important because if you're reading the audiobook or you're reading the book, it's not enough that the story's there. Somebody's got to be bloody good enough to tell the story. So, right, finally, before I close, just run through them again. Hustle Harder, The Quants, the story about how in quantitative finance algorithms are taking over the world and what we're doing about it. Really good read. Uh, and like I said, we use our quantitative uh, analysis in order to work out when to buy, when to sell. The only two decisions we have to make in the market. If we get it right, we can become billionaires. If we can do it consistently. If we get it wrong, guess what? We're with everybody else who keeps on getting it wrong as well. And it, uh, again, answers the question, why if there's only two decisions to make, when to buy and when to sell, do 70% of private investors get it wrong? Okay, so the quants goes into that. Bad blood, how Silicon Valley was fooled and hundreds of millions was given to somebody who was just really good at telling a story. Uh, in this case, uh, 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 a lady called... Uh, Elizabeth Holmes, and you've probably heard of her and her company, Theranos. Uh, really well-told story. Greatest trade ever, John Paulson. Flash crash about a boy from Hanslow uh, who solved the market's problem. No special school, no special education, but he solved that problem. Uh, Flash boys about how the hedge fund industry is... Uh, creating ever faster computers, putting them into exchanges to get that edge. So they know, again, like I said, the problem that they're trying to solve. So they know ahead of the market move, in this case, Sterling, how do we know to get in over here? They're doing it on the millisecond basis. We do it on the 30-minute basis because we don't have their supercomputers, but we're trying to solve the same problem. How do we know when to get in here just before the pound moves? What was it doing? And we're not gambling on news. They're not gambling on news. They don't, news doesn't even move that fast. Uh, what is it they're doing? What pattern recognitions do they see ahead of time? Okay help them do it. And that goes into that great, fantastic story. Michael Lewis is on doing project about two Nobel Prize winners in psychology. And like I said, the reason that is a personal connection for me is I used to write about those two guys, Tversky uh, and Amos, about uh, the work they were doing when I was lecturing at Oxford on behavioral psychology and the importance of it uh, as well to solving some of the world's biggest trading investment uh, uh, issues. And uh, by side, if you want more sex, drugs, and rock and roll in my industry, and Fermi's Last Theorem, mathematics, just the fact that everything is figureoutable. Everything is figureoutable. I didn't come up with that phrase. A lady came up with it, and it's a fantastic phrase. And just the sheer power of sitting there, not distracted by emails and everything else, and saying, I'm going to solve this problem. In this case, a 350-year-old uh, mathematics problem. Well, guess what? People have solved the market's problem. It's a thousand-year problem, and they've solved it by trying to figure it out. They all come up with different solutions, but as long as they get to the right answer, it's all that matters. So, guys, those are my books. Hope you've enjoyed them all. I uh, hope you've enjoyed this little brief uh, webinar recording will come up in this space as well. Uh, thank you all for listening. Hope you found it valuable. And if you want more stuff like this, uh, and actually, yes, um, Tony, I'll put up the list. I'll put it on my Telegram channel. It's there. If you go to arpishpatel.com, I'll put it on my instant messenger, which is my Telegram channel. You just click there uh, and you can get, as ever, my, if you want my book, Investing Unplugged, 
uh, which is an, it's an international bestseller. It's not as it's not done as well as any of those other books, but I think it's worth reading. You can have a free copy of it, okay? Uh, which again, go to arpishpatel.com and click go there, and you can have a copy of that as well. All right, thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed that, and just I've, I've really enjoyed uh, sharing all of that. Uh, with you. Feel free to ask any other questions. I'll go back onto LinkedIn, YouTube, and all the rest of it to answer those a bit later on. Thank you all very much.